If you're working with an advisor or if you're a do-it-yourselfer, it's important to have a good understanding of the strategies being used to help get you to retirement. On today's show, some investing strategies for your retirement. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And we're talking Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, who are in studio here. And uh, you're listening to us in the Fox Valley. We trust anywhere from Green Bay to Appleton. And it's all about the retirement lifestyle review that they can provide for you at no cost, no obligation. We'll get into that later. But there's more to investing, as Sam said, than checking on the stock ticker. Uh, there's several investment strategies that might come into play. So, uh, Sam, let's go through some of the do's and don'ts here uh, for investing. Yeah, for sure for retirement. Uh, one of the do's is you better have a philosophy. I guess that's important. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's going into retirement or trying to have uh, this investment strategy that, that you're creating on the fly is generally a bad idea. Um, and I would say that if you're relying on your quote unquote gut instinct uh, for putting together a retirement plan, uh, there's pretty much a 100% chance that you're going to be wrong. And you're likely to make a poor decision because if you are relying on your gut instinct, that means you're relying on your emotions. And m emotions are 100% uh, no no go as far as retirement is concerned you have to if you're a do-it-yourselfer the secret to being a do-it-yourselfer is you have to control your emotions you cannot ever allow your emotions to get in the way and you have to have a very well thought out philosophy a very well thought out plan and then you have to stick to it chuck the reason that that most people uh, fail at being do-it-yourselfers uh, is because they don't have a plan and even if they have a plan they aren't convicted in that plan and they just don't stick to it so make sure you got that philosophy you got that plan and that you can control your emotions that is a great foundation for having a good retirement plan i would think it's especially important in this environment uh, with the ups and downs of the stock market you can't live and die with it every day there's just like being a uh, uh, a fan of a sports team and living and dying with it. I know the Packers have lost three in a row here and everybody's going crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and again, Andy, uh, when you talk about a philosophy, uh, have a repeatable uh, philosophy. I would think consistency uh, that really kind of uh, evolves with you and your needs through uh, uh, different periods of time and, and your changes, I, I guess, as well. Well, let's face it, information does change, but having a philosophy that is repeatable and flexible is pretty crucial when you go into retirement because things always change. This is life. Your investment strategy does need to be repeatable so you can rely on it and use it as a foundation for your plans. You'll need to be able to use it when the market is up as well as when the market is down. And this strategy needs to last the long term. So while a foundation is, it, it needs to evolve and adapt to your needs because things are gonna change, but you wanna make sure that you avoid chasing the fads or anything that seems like you know something that's flash in the pan. So it's a balance of being reliant on your strategy and plan while remaining flexible and willing to adapt to new research as it comes out and frankly, as your life changes, because it will. 
Yeah, it really will. So, Luke, uh, again, uh, consistency. This is, uh, seems to be the theme of what we're talking about when you're talking about your investment philosophy. Uh, so don't question your plan during these volatile times. I mean, I think we're getting used to, aren't we, the fact that the market's up four, 500 points one day, it's down two, 300 points. I mean, we've never seen uh, this before uh, uh, over time. Uh, but again, you know, keep your plan consistent, I guess, even through these volatile times. Right. I mean, the investment philosophy, that's really acting as the roadmap for your investment. So the goal is to help, as Sam was talking about, take the emotions out of the investment process. So when the markets are volatile, it's not the time to start questioning your investment strategy. If the strategy was good before, um, now's not the time to let emotion creep in and, and make emotional decisions. Um, so overreacting to the market can lead to some rash decisions which you may regret later so let's avoid making those during these times especially like 2022 yeah absolutely the do's and don'ts of uh, looking at the market and uh, making uh, sure you're molding your uh, investment philosophy so that it's consistent is what we're talking about here and in our uh, first uh, segment of uh, your retirement 866-203-7486 is the phone number to get a no cost no obligation assessment of your retirement and your preparation for it with the great folks at dual financial strategies so sam uh one of the other don'ts is don't expect your plan to outperform the market uh, i guess if you have these higher expectations you're just going to be disappointed you'll be more frustrated be pull uh, pulling your hair out and uh, again maybe changing things you shouldn't uh, that's absolutely right and and it goes along with everything else that we're talking about and especially like what andy was talking about that repeatable philosophy the title of my book is Purpose Determines Placement, and the reason why I named it that is because your retirement plan, your investment plan, whatever it happens to be, it has to have a purpose, and we have to define what the purpose of that is. So what's the purpose of your plan? You know, if the purpose of your plan is to provide you with monthly income, you'll never outperform the market you shouldn't be outperforming the market i mean if, if if a plan is designed for income and you're outperforming the market it's not designed for income because it simply will not do that so you have to define what's the purpose of this money what's its job and quit worrying about outperforming the market i see a lot of you that do that but outperforming what market many times when i ask you the question okay what market are you talking about outperforming well the s p or the dow but you're not 100% in the S&P or the Dow. You're like, <laughs> right. I've got a 60-40 portfolio. Well, you can't outperform the S&P or the Dow if you are 60% stocks and 40% bonds. It's simply not mathematically possible to Your do that. Your portfolio is not designed to outperform. It's not designed right? to outperform it. That's not what the portfolio's job is. If you want to outperform the, outperform the market, well, then you have to be 100% invested in that particular uh, area of the market in order to have an expectation to outperform it. So what you should be able to do is run relative to your peers. And what I I mean is you should be able to run a relative amount of performance based upon somebody else's 60 40 portfolio if you're not keeping up with that well yes now you probably got an issue but i would even tell you when you get into retirement will you please stop worrying about outperforming something or the market's doing this or the market's doing that have a plan stick to it 
and you'll be good at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess it's that competitive nature that we have, uh, human nature to be competitive. But uh, again, you might be uh, batting your head against the wall when you're doing something, as you say, that is in a, an impossibility. Uh, we had that 60-40 split of stocks and bonds. All right, so Andy, what about keeping your biases in check? That's something you should do, because if you are biased toward one investment over another, don't fall. You know, they always said in uh, hockey, don't fall in love with your players, because as soon Sooner or later, you're going to have to trade one or have to reprimand one for not performing. And I guess the same thing could be said in the retirement realm. Absolutely. I mean, from a standpoint of we always talk about being the apolitical neutral perspective, it there is a whole um, world called behavioral finance. And it's all about why we make our behavioral decisions or emotions that that create these decisions that we make. And usually it's negative emotions that create some of the most dramatic um, behavioral changes that we fear. see. And it is, it's totally fear. And and I understand that, but that goes back to having a, um, a plan and a system that works for you, that can be flexible and yet keep you on track for what you're looking for. And again, not to get wrapped up in the emotions of, oh my gosh, my neighbor, my brother, my whatever made da 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 in their account. It's like, what do you need your accounts to do for you? What do you need as far as income is concerned or performance is concerned? Um, but we all have our own beha- behavioral and emotional biases when it comes to investing. And I would just encourage you to be very conscientious and careful that you don't get so lost down a bias that you end up shooting yourself in the foot for lack of a better term so just be careful you know make sure that when you're working with somebody that you have a plan you understand where and why you're doing what you're doing i mean that's where sam's book comes into play of purpose determines placement why are we using xyz tool what is that going to solve for your retirement plan Um, and how is that going to get you through your retirement that at times can be 20, 30, possibly even 40 years if you um, retire early enough. So it's very important that you don't let your biases get in the way. Absolutely. So to dovetail on that, Luke, understanding your strategy, and it is custom made for you. That's what this show is all about. It's your retirement. It is. And your your investment strategy, keep in mind, folks, I mean, we see people all the time and they're coming in talking about, well, my neighbor this, my coworker that. That's I heard on the radio one time. This is this strategy isn't for them. It's for you. And and frankly, it's not your advisor's strategy either. So don't let your advisor talk you into doing something that you're not comfortable with. It has to work for your risk tolerance, your goals, what you're saving for. You need to create an investment strategy that's aligned with you personally. It's not a one size fits all. You're right, Chuck. This is this should be a custom sort of allocation this should be a custom plan for you and with that in mind you'll need to determine what success looks like right sam was talking about you know the benchmark being the s&p 500 most likely if you're near retirement and your focus is on income you have no business with the benchmark being the s&p 500 so what you have to determine what success looks like so that you have your own metrics to measure success throughout retirement all right so as people are listening to this sam what can you do for them it all starts with that retirement lifestyle review and we just invite anyone to come into the office and just sit down and chat about it we found that about an, an hour's worth of talk for most of you is very very uh, educational. Uh, it also tends to be very enlightening because 
most of you, your number one question you have is, can I retire? Would I be able to retire at such and such a date? And in most cases, either Andy or Luke or myself can give you a pretty good idea of whether you could or you could not do that. Basically, uh, are you in control of this? Are you driving the bus? So, Chuck, I would say just... I would encourage people to come in, sit down in our Green Bay office, our Appleton office, one of the advisors for an hour or so, and let's just talk about your situation, your retirement, and make sure that you're on the right path. All right. It's all about you. And remember, it is at no cost and no obligation as well to get that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. And that number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And of course, uh, as uh, Sam touched on and Luke talked about the uh, book, Purpose Determines Placement, uh, it's in its second printing right now. Sam Dual has put it together for you and he'll give you a copy as well uh, when you come in at no cost, no obligation at 866-203-7486. We've got to take a break. What's coming up next? We spend most of a lifetime getting ready for retirement. We need to make sure we're as prepared as possible. So let's take a look at four financial gaps that can have a negative impact on all that is important within our retirement plan. We're back on your retirement. Chuck Caton here along with uh, Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of uh, Duell Financial Strategies with over a score of years of experience uh, in the uh, financial realm. Uh, anywhere in the Fox Valley you're listening to us, they've got an office in Green Bay. They've got another one uh, in Appleton, and uh, their number is 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. Now, I've heard of uh, uh, different gaps when I'm driving through Virginia and West Virginia. There's Fancy Gap. There's there's uh, Raleigh Gap. There's, uh, you know, I'm going up I-77 when I make my drive from uh, North Carolina up to Wisconsin once in a while. But we're talking about different other gaps here. Uh, and I don't mean the ones that you get at the gap, uh, like blue jeans, but uh, there's four major ones that Sam just talked about. They're financial gaps that could have a serious impact on your retirement planning. So, uh, Sam, let's take a look at uh, the first one here and uh, all four uh, to see how we can improve on our retirement strategy. And the first one is the financial knowledge gap. I'm sure a lot of people would admit they don't know everything about everything about retirement. Yeah, for, for most people, you know, retirement means basically you're going to stop working and you're going to live off the money that you've saved and invested in addition to your Social Security. And if you have a pension, if that's applicable. But as a whole... Americans have a very significant gap in financial knowledge. Uh, studies have shown that more than half have poor financial literacy and that they're unaware of their personal financial situation. And then if you take that reality and you couple it with the fact that you're going into a time in your life that you've never been into before, you've never been retired. It's a very mysterious, um, often confusing, and candidly, for many of you, a very scary path to start to go down. So if I have limited financial literacy, put that on top of going into a situation that I'm a little bit apprehensive or a lot of bit apprehensive about, it can be a real recipe for a lot of different things. It can be a recipe for complacency. It can be a recipe for fear. But a good financial advisor, one that is a true fiduciary, one that is really on your side, they should be educating you first. 
you should never, ever, ever, never under any circumstances for any reason from him, any human being on the face of this earth that calls himself a financial advisor be sold something. It should be an educational process. It should be a consultative process. The job of the financial advisor, folks, is not to sell you something. It's not to tell you what to do. The job of a real financial advisor is to be a consultant with you and to lay out all of your options, given what your needs are that you've communicated to them, point out the pluses and the minuses, and then with your input, craft, design, and build something that fits you. So don't be sold make sure that you're being consulted with. Absolutely. Good advice there from Sam. And uh, again, it's 866-203-7486. When you want that advice, you want to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review and have some of those questions answered about the gaps that you may have. Now, Andy, there's another gap here that I think a lot of people have, and that's the fear. You know, uh, Sam touched on fear. Well, there's that financial resources gap. Uh, do I have enough to retire? What am I going to need in retirement? What do I have to think about uh, when it comes to retirement, right? Well, and just import, just as important as the knowledge gap, the actual resource gap can create some significant issues. So not only do you need to have this education behind you so you can make good, competent decisions, but also establish how much do you actually need? Have, have you sat down and figured that out? Usually it starts with a budget, but how how much does it take for you to exist and have the lifestyle that you want to have on a daily, monthly basis um, so that you, we can figure out how much of a pull against your retirement accounts you actually need to use? So then we have to establish, is there actually a resource gap that's there? Do you need to work a little bit longer to fill in that gap that could be present or are you good? Do you have everything you need? We come across people every day that have plenty of money but still have a great deal of fear about going into retirement and how that's going to look mostly because they haven't had the plan or they haven't had any help in from someone who works in the area of retirement to establish what is that benchmark of how much do you need on a monthly basis a yearly basis how's your health we can evaluate some of those things to investigate whether you do have enough but really the resource specifically is going to create the the need whether you need to keep working or not or whether if you want to go to work and just enjoy what you're doing do it yeah, we're talking about those four major financial gaps here that could have a serious impact on your retirement planning with uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, uh, 866-203-7486. That's their number. No cost, no obligation. Meet with them. They can answer your questions about these gaps if you have them. Uh, for example, Luke, the financial perception gap. What's that all about? Well, in addition to knowledge and the resource gap, perceptions about finances also play a significant role in retirement preparation. Um, at times, our perceptions are true. Other times, they can be somewhat deceiving. And we also have perceptions based on the past that may not be in line with the current conditions, the current market, the environment that's going on around us. So over the last four decades of robust social psychological research, it's shown that self-awareness dictates how individuals approach substantial long-term goals. And so when we're talking about that, of course, retirement fits the bill when we're talking about 20 to 30 years of voluntary unemployment. So because preparing for retirement is a decade-long endeavor, it is going to require all sorts of different activities, knowledge, um, and so forth. And this is why 
listeners reach out and meet with us to address some of these really critical areas. Yeah, it's interesting because when you uh, are looking at your retirement and you're saying, I'm going to need X number of dollars now, you'll need X plus uh, a year from now, X plus plus a couple of other years from now. So again, your perception of what you're going to need could probably um, uh, changes as time goes on. And that brings us to the final uh, gap of the four. And Sam, you're going to handle the financial empowerment gap. Yeah, you know, when you look across the three retirement preparation gaps that we we just talked about, that all requires long-term planning. It requires long-term thought. And it also requires self-regulated behavior. And we've touched upon that in today's show already. Um, Andy talked at length about behavioral finance. But really, we can't stress to you too much about how important self-regulated behavior when it comes to your money is. Self-regulation of your emotions, self-regulation of your political bias, self-regulation of your, of your, you know, your, your societal bias, if you will. Um, you know, it's, you can be as much of a conspiracy theorist as you want to. You can listen to all the talk radio that you want to at 3 a.m. in the morning. But just because somebody is saying it on the radio or just because you're reading it on the internet, that doesn't make it so you know mark twain said quite famously i use this line all the time he said it ain't what we know or it ain't what we don't know that gets us in trouble it's what we know for sure that just ain't so and when we get into times like this chuck where we have volatility we have tremendous levels of political strife right now we have tremendous levels of political division uh and everyone has an opinion uh about that this gets to be a time where we see emotions run rampant so you take those types of things which are natural and then you take a turbulent stock market you take people's accounts moving off you take all of these different things and oh boy some of the things that you will see and some of the things people tell us and some of the things we see people doing, they just defy any level of logic whatsoever. We get They get so wrapped up uh, in the emotion of things that they forget that they actually are in control of their behavior and that they can do that. If I had to tell people one thing that you could do to help yourself in every aspect of life, but certainly to help yourself through retirement, it would be self-regulation of your behavior and self-regulation of your emotions and looking at things in the proper context. Again, I'll go back to this is this is a you know this is a pretty generic example, but if the stock market is falling and it's just it's just falling through itself, it's not doing well at all, but you don't own anything that's in the stock market. I don't want this to sound flippant, but what do you care? It's not affecting you at all. It's We get so wrapped up in things that have no effect on our lives whatsoever, we sometimes forget that we can self-regulate behavior. So if you're miserable and if you're fearful, you're fearful and miserable because you're making yourself fearful and miserable. You're allowing yourself to be fearful and miserable surrounding an event that should be Glorious! It should be the most fun you've ever had in your life to be able to sit down and say, hey, I've worked for the last 35 or 40 years, and now the end is in sight, and I can see the exit door over there. But you would think in many instances today that between you and the exit door, there's every movie horror that's ever been mm-hmm. invented 
between you and there and you just you're convinced that you won't make it so set your emotions to the side as much as possible take a deep breath and understand that if you saved enough money if you're living within your means then you're in control of your retirement that's empowering we find that when you come in for a a, um, a, a retirement lifestyle review that many times I can see it I can see it in your body language. I can see it in your face. And most times you express it to me vocally. But just me looking at, at your things from a, uh, you know, a non-biased third party and saying, hey, you know what, Bill, Mary, you're okay. You've saved X amount of money. You're relatively conservative. Your lifestyle fits within what you're doing. As a matter of fact, by the time we start on your Social Security and all those different things, you're probably only going to be withdrawing about 2%, 2.5% from your retirement savings accounts. You're perfectly fine you're driving the bus you're in control of your destiny in retirement so empower yourself by erasing all of the negative stuff and looking forward to what should be some of the greatest decades of your life absolutely and uh, with those calming words from sam duel you should be calling dual financial strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review at 866-203-7486 you're going to be happy you did it's a calming influence it's a reality it's uh, straightening you on that path so that uh, when you have those gaps that we were talking about uh, you can fill them with uh, joy and happiness in retirement because as sam said uh, that's what it's all about 866-203-7486 no Cost, no obligation. Come and make a visit. In fact, don't procrastinate. Make that phone call right now to make an appointment for either the Green Bay or the Appleton office of Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486, and uh, they will uh, help guide you to and through retirement. All right, Sam, what's coming up next? There's no question that life can be stressful at times. Managing it is the key. On today's show, we'll show you how to diagnose and treat your financial portfolio stress. And we are back here on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton along with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies, where you get that retirement lifestyle review at no cost, no obligation. Come in and visit with them at 866-203-7486. And I guess, Sam, you'll often hear us uh, talk a little bit about uh, the Morningstar Report. Now, that's a Chicago-based investment research firm uh, that complies and uh, analyzes, or I should say compiles and analyzes is uh, funds, stocks, and general market data. And uh, in this segment now, uh, we're going to call on Christine Benz, Morningstar's Director of Personal Finance, and the uh, seven retirement tips uh, from her observations over the years. And then we'll uh, kind of hear from her later on in this segment. But first of all, uh, what should we be remembering here, Sam, that capital preservation is the key to building wealth? That seems obvious. Well, that's absolutely a bedrock. I mean, that's your foundation right there is your capital preservation. You know, if you have uh, if, if you have $750,000 and your portfolio has been structured for the $750,000 to provide you the income that you need, it, it goes without saying that the $750,000 needs to be maintained. Now, one thing I want to emphasize on this, because this is a discussion that we've had with a lot, a lot of folks this year. Uh, you know, I mean, this has been a nasty year. The markets have been off, uh, been a lot of fear. There's a lot of divisiveness in the country right now. But keep in mind, what is your basis? What is your starting capital? On what number is your retirement plan predicated? Because what we found with 
the vast majority of our clients is that yes portfolios are down the stock market is off there is nothing th this year that has been particularly positive as far about the, as, as the far as the stock and bond markets however my observation is that in the case of our clients at least what we've lost this year is profit we haven't lost base capital we haven't lost initial investment accounts yes the market has eaten up profits however it has not eaten up the core income producing part of your portfolios and that's what you have to think about nobody likes to lose money myself included however i'm able to focus on what's my starting point what is the foundation of everything i'm planning on and is that still intact can i still get through what i need to get through with my basis intact yeah, capital that, preservation is key that, that that's a real good point because the people you know the market was going up like crazy over the last four or five years yeah uh well you know they, they think that you know they're entitled to this but there's going to be down times but if you realize uh that uh again in kind of a sports analogy you're five or ten games over 500 then you start losing three in a row you're still seven games over 500 exactly you know so the exactly. same type of thing happens there. So for the future, Andy, worthwhile concerning uh, to consider annuities? Absolutely. And let's talk about that because I know there's a lot of talking heads on television that talk about annuities or they'll say negative things about annuities, but they actually don't ever break down what they're talking about. So I actually don't know. They'll what say they hate them. They just don't say why. They don't see what or why <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You should just never own an annuity. Well, let's let's talk about briefly what's an annuity. There are multiple types of annuities, and so it depends on what you are looking for, what you need it to do. The base premise of an annuity is to make sure you don't run out of income. That's the whole point. Life insurance is if you die prematurely. Annuities are to make sure that you've got enough income to go through the rest of your life. So there's something called a fixed annuity, which is basically like a longer term CD. You know the interest rate going in that you're going to get. You know that you're going to be there for XYZ years, usually like three, five, seven years, something like that. They don't usually go longer than that. There is what's called a fixed indexed annuity, which is kind of in the middle of a fixed annuity and a variable annuity. So a fixed indexed annuity is going to give you some access to some of the market um, indexes without actually any of the downside risk. Now, there are oftentimes annuities that are sold with riders on them, a lifetime income rider or a death benefit rider or something like that. So that's the only way that these fixed annuities or fixed index annuities could potentially have any sort of fee is if you add something to them. Now, you can't lose based on what happens in the market. They oftentimes have a, a fixed allocation that you can tap into if you choose to, but that's sort of the given rule of a fixed or a index, fixed indexed annuity is that you're generally not going to go down because of whatever the market does. Now, a, a variable annuity, on the other hand, is completely tied to the market. You're going to use mutual funds and whatever those mutual funds are engaged or plugged into. There's oftentimes riders that are sold on top of that. So you have different layers of fees that are going to come into play, as well as being subject to potential market losses because if the market goes down down, you too can go down. So now you've got your funds going down as well as fees on top of that. We oftentimes see people that have come from a variable annuity and are frustrated because they essentially haven't made anything because of the fees and market playing in, into that. So that's kind of the base premise of what annuities are. Now, again, this is not for all of your money. 
it is for a portion of the money. This can be something like you have a pension, you you know have the option to take a lump sum out of your pension. We feel like pensions, if you're coming from a pension side of things, that that money should still be in a place or a position where you cannot lose based on market losses. So it could be a really good option that if you can slide out of a pension and move over to an annuity, you might find that you'll get a better rate of return with an outside um, annuity than you would with the actual pension payout. So just be mindful that there's some options that are out there, but that annuities can give you a great deal of um, income for the rest of your life or for both lifetimes if you're married, and that's something to look at and consider also, that can correlate with your Social Security um, as well as some of your other income streams. So just be mindful that annuities can be a really good place, and because you can't lose based on the market returns, it can really help you offset what's going on if you do have some money in the market. All right. When saving for retirement, Luke, timing's everything. That's key. Timing is key, especially on the areas that we can control. I mean, all the time this year, I mean, I'm hearing people say, well, I can't retire this year. I mean, the market's down. My accounts are down. Um, This is a really common pitfall, really, uh, because if you've got a good strategy, if you've worked ahead of time to start planning for retirement, um, you could be in the right position. But what's key is you need to come in before a few months or 12 months before you're going to retire i mean ultimately the sweet spot is like that five to seven years before uh, you want to retire because this is going to give you the opportunity to start making some tweaks some changes Um, if you are behind a little bit it's going to give you some chances to make up for that make some additional contributions Maybe you're concerned about taxes down the road. This gives some time to prepare for the taxes, to make some changes. But if you're knocking on retirement's door and you're six months out, well, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room aside from maybe saying, I'm going to work six months longer. Or I'm going to work three years longer. So I get it if you're if you're in the in the mode of having some fear this year. But take a step back, engage with somebody that can help you plan ahead of time so that when you get to the end of the, the your working years, it's not another emotional decision. It's not this, hey, I've only got a couple different options at this time to do. Plan five to seven years out. That's the ideal time to start having that retirement lifestyle review. Absolutely. And so let's hear from uh, Morning Stars Christine Benz on making the most of your time horizon. If you have a slightly longer time horizon, say three years or more, you can invest in high quality bonds or a high quality bond fund. You're taking more risks, certainly, but you'll have the potential for higher returns than you can earn with cash. Young investors with no imminent need to spend their money absolutely should have more in stocks, whereas investors getting close to retirement will want to earmark more for cash and bonds. All right, what do you think of that, Sam? Uh, What about the mistake of making up for time with allocations getting too aggressive? Yeah, it just doesn't work, Chuck. I mean, uh, if you... um well, if you want a real-life example of it, look at 2022. I mean, if you had been behind in 2021 and you said, oh, I, I just need to get more aggressive. I need, I need to get more aggressive because that'll help me make up for it. Well, you would be more aggressive, all right. You'd be more <laughs> aggressive to the tune of being down about 25% or so is, is how much more aggressive you would be. So getting aggressive to try to make up for time is not a solution it can absolutely be the worst possible decision you could make absolutely and as with any uh, portfolio we wrap it up diversification andy's the key and it's the investor's best friend i would think 
Well, and let's talk about diversification for just a second. So what is diversification? Is it having a lot of different funds? Because we see that quite often where people will come in, they have an excessive amount of different mutual funds and feel like they're greatly diversified. But when we actually go in and do a risk and investigate those different funds, there's actually a huge um correlation between funds and so you'll see similarities you'll see them invested in the same places and so unfortunately if the market falls in that area you'll fall um over all of your funds as opposed to being diversified so we look at it from a diversification of assets or what are you using what different types of tools are you using we like exchange traded funds over mutual funds they're very transparent they're less expensive so when we're talking about market versus different asset classes we believe in diversification across different asset classes to make sure that you are fulfilling the, those different areas that will actually protect you from market downsides, from whatever's going on out in the world that we have no control over. So it's not just having a bunch of different funds that looks like you're doing something. It's actually having different asset classes. Absolutely. So, Sam, that's why it's important to get that retirement lifestyle review from you. Well, that's the way that you find out, Chuck. I mean, that's we have to start with a big picture overview. We got to figure out where are you, who are you, where do you want to go, all of those different things, and then and only then can you start to put together, uh, you know, a, a cohesive plan, one that makes sense for you. And we can't emphasize that too much. You know, that's the reason why the show is called Your Retirement is because this is about you. But you identify what your goals are. You identify what your dreams are, what direction you want to go in. Then come in and talk to us. You can meet us in Green Bay. You can meet us in Appleton, Andy, Luke, myself, uh, whatever's comfortable for you. And let's just take a look at who you are and where you're going. And then we can help you with those decisions to say, yes, you're okay. Maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to do that. And at the same time, just kind of get to know each other to see if we could be a possible fit for you during your retirement. All right. So as Sam said, it's all about you. It's your retirement. And so come on and get that no cost, no obligation retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486 is the number. Make the phone call right now. You're listening. You uh, do it right now. Make that appointment. 866-203-7486. Either in a Green Bay office or Appleton office, anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley, because remember, uh, Dual Financial Strategies is independent. They have fiduciary standards that put you first. 866-203-7486. Fast-moving show, questions and answers now, right? Indeed. Questions from listeners, they just keep coming, and we do love it. Answers are next, and we'll be right back. back here on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton. Question and answer time for Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel uh, from Duell Financial Strategies. And remember, if you missed that phone number to make that no-cost, no no-obligation uh, review of your retirement, uh, we've talked about a lot of good salient things today. Uh, 866-203-7486 is that number. We're all set to go, Sam, to answer questions. Indeed. Ready right. to roll. Let's go to Robert in Swamico, who says, I've got a steady stream of income, but given that I recently hit my 72nd birthday, I now need to take RMDs, but I'm worried about the tax spike. Uh, is there any way to avoid it? Um, well, I, Robert, I mean, in most cases, I'm going to say, unfortunately, no, there probably isn't. Uh, but it depends. And what it depends on is what is your steady stream of income? Uh, is your steady stream of income coming from pension, Social Security? Are you getting a fixed payment amount 
on a monthly or annual basis. And if, if you are, then no, there's nothing there's nothing you can do. Uh, you know, perhaps you could control your tax uh, and your income from a couple of other areas. But that is one of the things that we talk, I, I would say, almost the most about is what are the future tax implications of these IRAs that you have going to be? Because it never fails that someone will come in and talk to us and you're sitting there and you have 750,000, a million, a million two in your company 401k or in your IRA, but someone is suggesting that you turn on your social security at 62. That I have difficulty making sense of that because we know that in 10 years, you're going to have a required minimum distribution. So if you've got a million dollars in your 401k IRA today, and the rule of 72 says at 6%, money doubles every 12 years, right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. let's say you got a million dollars, and in 10 years, it's going to be worth $1.8 million. Well, you start running the math on that, and you find out that your required minimum distribution at 72 is going to be probably the bulk of all of the income that you're going to need, mm-hmm. depending upon what lifestyle you're living. So you have to be thinking about these things in advance. So, Robert, unfortunately... Um, there may not be anything that you can do to control that. Uh, but for those of you that are younger, when you come in for your retirement lifestyle review, let's talk about the future tax implications of these required minimum distributions, because you may be in a situation where if you don't take some action now, you're going to end up having a tax bracket that you weren't even in when you were working. Well, <laughs> you're talking about me now. Yeah, we see I, it all the time, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, all the time. I'd be hitting 72 in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I wish I was like 58 again and thinking about all of this stuff. Like you say, it's, it's for the younger people because, you know, I would have put more into Roth conversions. I didn't even know anything about that. And I'm sure our listeners are in the same boat. Well, or even just you know. even just spending the IRA early in retirement, it seems to be that the advice typically comes out and they say, well, do, you know, don't spend the IRA. Wait on that. Well, hold on a second. Right. You're in a 12% tax bracket. We're going to defer spending the IRA. So now when we get to required minimum distribution time, that is going to tax spike you to a 22% bracket. It's like it's just dumb advice to suggest that somebody not do something based upon unknown information because to say that you don't want to spend it now you have no idea what the tax rates are going to be in the future why would you why would you put that off when you can plan in a known environment instead of planning in an unknown unknown environment very good point all right let's go to appleton bessie's there uh, for you andy here and uh, she says how should an individual retirement account be managed uh, uh, allow it to accumulate wealth and then pay taxes on those withdrawals in retirement or should i transfer it to a roth ira uh, should i pay my taxes now receive my money tax-free later Uh, another question here Uh, can the taxes owed on a rollover be deducted directly from the rollover account itself Bessie, those are all fantastic questions. Um, you know, just to kind of go through them briefly, some of the information I really don't know without sitting down with you and seeing how you're structured, what you need, how your accounts are at this point in time. But here's some basic information. How should an individual retirement account be managed? I would absolutely say you need to interview a number of different advisors and see who you're comfortable with, but look for someone who is a fiduciary first and foremost. Um, Should you allow it to accumulate wealth and then pay taxes on withdrawals in retirement? This goes back to the question actually Sam just answered. 
of I don't know because I don't know what tax bracket you're in and waiting and letting that accumulate further to pay taxes in an unknown tax time may not be in your best interest. Should you transfer it to a Roth IRA? There are some specific rules that we have with regards to a Roth IRA. First, you need to do it with a calculator. Second, um, the taxes that are going to be pulled out of that if you were to do a direct rollover uh, and pay those taxes now and deduct it from the monies that you're transferring can eat away at a lot of the money that you've saved over time. So it may or may not be the best way to go about it um, without sitting down and, and looking at your total situation. That's a hard question for me to answer. Um, we generally suggest that we ideally that you have enough money in savings outside of that conversion to pay the taxes so that you're not depleting it out of that money that you are rolling over from an IRA to a Roth IRA. So I hope that helps. But my my recommendation would be, you know, with this amount of questions, let's sit down, let's talk about it so that we can go through and just get a real idea of who you are, what you need, um, and what's the best way for you to strategize and go about that. And the best way to do that is to give Andy a call at 866-203-7486. Now we have Angie in Kakana, Luke, who wants to know, uh, at least she says that I read that 80% of married men die married while 80% of married women die single. So I'm wondering, uh, that's not a good stat from my standpoint, but uh, if I should have a retirement plan that the company uh, has separate from my husband's plan, because we're both 57 right now, uh, we're in good health, uh, but what do you think about the future? Hi, Angie. Thanks for writing in. Um, Said another way, you, you know, the stats that you presented, women tend to live longer, you know, given husband and wife being the same age. Women do tend to live longer. Uh, I think that's at least partially because uh, men make some silly, de- silly decisions over their lifetime. Um, but we won't get into that today. Um, but I pretend it's because they live with women. Anyway, oh, okay. That, that's all. We're really not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> Even though Andy- we're all married here, so I we don't, don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> touch that with a ten-foot pole. Um, but generally, I don't think that separate plans are needed uh, for a married couple, even with the understanding that one of you is going to live longer, most likely you as the wife, um, because a great comprehensive plan will factor in all of this information. So what's the longevity for your husband? What's the longevity for you? Um, We already talked about statistically, you're going to live longer, but we can build that into. And if you're working with a fiduciary, if you're working with somebody who specializes in retirement planning, they will factor in these pieces. Um, And if you have retirement accounts, he has retirement accounts, Ultimately, those are going to transfer to the one of you that still survived here in Wisconsin because we're a marital property state. So most likely you've got each other listed as beneficiaries. So then that all becomes part of the plan for whoever's left. But you don't need to have separate plans. We can plan from day one um, for one of you, uh, maybe the husband to not outlive the other and then other decisions need to be made with that end game in mind. You know, social security comes to mind. You know, how you take your social security then, knowing that you're going to live longer, that should be factored. Same goes for a pension. So there's all these different things that if, if you're coming at it from that angle, which I agree with, 
it just has some other implications that need to be planned for throughout this process. All right, we very quickly now we've got Jeff into Pierce, Sam, who's 64, just retired. Uh, he's got a 403B from his education career. And he says, my advisor is suggesting that I convert this to a traditional IRA uh, with an annuity company. Now, I understand that I'd have to always ask my third party if I wanted to withdraw from the 403B. But with the IRA, uh, it is more controlled, or is it, uh, by me? That is that good advice? Uh, there are no fees associated with the IRA. IRA. Yeah, the IRA is uh, always going to be a more of a controllable, uh, more of a controllable uh, place, if you will. Uh, you know, the one thing to know, Jeff, is that when you get ready to make withdrawals, it is nice to be able to have the ability to be able to do that. Uh, I, the only thing I would come back to is that, you know, is it good advice uh, from a control aspect? Yeah, that could certainly be good advice for you. Uh, the biggest question there, of course, would be, Back to the title of my book, Purpose Determines Placement. Uh, why is the advisor recommending an annuity? Is this the proper place for you? Because uh, it's not uncommon for a 403B to be in a tax-sheltered annuity to begin with, so that could be a part of it. Um, but is it a variable annuity? Is it a fixed annuity? Is it a fixed-indexed annuity? Um, lots of different parameters. What are the withdrawal uh, factors on that? Because the one thing you have to remember is that uh, when you go into an annuity like that, out of a 403b within that 403b you have 100 percent liquidity you have complete and total access to that money in in the vast majority of cases if you move that into an annuity you are now going to restrict your access to that annuity or to the money that's in there depending upon what the company's restrictions are uh, in other words you could be you could be restricted to 10 percent of the total value of the annuity per year for the next you know five seven ten years depending upon the length of the contract so just be sure of that but uh, by all means, yes, you're probably going to have more control, quote unquote, uh, over the distribution of your funds in an IRA than you would be asking the permission of the 403B administrator to uh, basically spend your own money. And that's all part of the retirement lifestyle review that you'll perform, right, Sam? That's all a part of it. We just look at all different aspects of it. Look at what you are specifically, who you are specifically. Um, you know, there is no blanket rule within our office on who gets told what or what gets recommended to you. It's all individual, folks. And that's what the Retirement Lifestyle Review is. It's sitting down with you as an individual, as a couple, and saying, who are you? Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to achieve? What do you have to achieve your goals with? And given that, what would be the best thoughts and recommendations for you? Absolutely. So it's all about your retirement. You heard it from Sam. And it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to get that uh, no-cost, no-obligation review and maybe pick up the book, Purpose Determines Placement, that Sam has penned in its second printing. 866-203-7486 to meet with Sam, Andy, or Luke of Dual Financial Strategies with their over 20 years of experience uh, here in the Fox Valley. Well, it's been a great show. Uh, what uh, are your final thoughts, Sam? Well, just make sure that you're keeping your emotions in check, particularly during times like these. And join us here, same time, same place, next week for more of your retirement. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.